Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Bolden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. We are happy to come to you. Today is, what's today's date, Bill? It is Sunday, May 23rd. That's, that is correct. 2021. We were off last week. We had a great message last week. We'll try to get Ed Carr in. Preached a great message on evangelism last week. And we'll try to get him in again for you all so you can listen to the podcast. But if you are joining us today... We really want to encourage you to click on that link below and check out today's sermon, preached by one Kendall Albert. Welcome to the podcast, Kendall Albert. Yeah, thanks for having me. I guess say welcome back. You've been with us before, right? That's right. I have. We hired Kendall and Mackenzie. They are new to the Gateway City Church as of January 2021. They come to us from nashville tennessee uh and prior to that they worked in the ministry in atlanta georgia anyway they've been in the ministry 10 years they've got three kids uh they're young 30 and they are an incredible couple we are very blessed to have them in the gateway city church they are working on our campus ministry right now and some young marrieds and their ministry responsibility is only growing uh and i know that uh they have incredible bandwidth but their responsibilities are growing, but their influence is growing, and Kendall's ability to preach God's word is also growing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, today we were actually outside in a park, and typically when you have a park, you know, type of service, typically the messages are a little bit more lightweight yeah. and, and important, but not going after something. Yeah, kind of fluffy. And uh, boy, today Kendall did the exact opposite of that. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're a preacher or teacher of any sort, uh, today was a great example of just letting things rip, just kind of going for it with all of your heart. Uh, It followed a fantastic sermon model for outside. It was uh, very engaging, started with a text, posed a question, started to answer the question through the context and the storyline. Making it taking us out kind of wide view, uh, you know, from a 30,000 foot point of view, uh, but then kind of brought it down through the story of uh, Peter uh, going to Cornelius's house and then having to answer why he went and really just kind of addressing the overall thing behind it. And so, Kendall, one of the things that I wanted to to bring up, I mean, there's so many different ways to kind of handle a story like this. But you went after kind of the fears and the rule keeping that comes from fears. Why don't you kind of walk us through how you kind of took that text and said, okay, this is the point that I really feel like I need to hit. Walk us through your thinking on that part. Yeah, so... uh, It's really interesting. I mean, when you you prepare a lesson, you you read through it a couple times, and and I'm reading through this, and I'm like, I I don't want to do the same thing I did. I don't want to... I'm sure people would, would like that, but then you get compared to Ed. It just, he did such a great job. I was like, I, I want to be able to look at something and, and say what God's saying, but, you know, without repeating what was just said. And so I was reading through it and I just kept getting hung up on the same question, you know, like, w- what is going on here? And, yeah. and I think for me, I was so often uh, read it and thought, this is a, this is a race issue, you know, this is, and being told this is what this is about. And, but, when I would read it going, I, I don't see it. And so it was interesting even just reading it and talking through it and talking with my wife and talking with other people. Okay, well, what's like, I'm not seeing what I'm being told to see. And so 
And so then I just got stuck there. I was like, well, I guess if I'm getting stuck here, this is what I can talk through. Go. And so that's really good. What a great way to read the Bible, right? It's a great way to think about God's word, to remain open at all times to what God might re be revealing to you. And I love that you very simply, you said very simply, the thing they were hung up with is the fact that Peter ate with Gentiles. And, you know, from there, you know, it was a simple, it was a meal. And of course, you find so many stories about meals, right? Uh, this was an important part of being in the culture, important part of being a Christian. Uh, there's a whole issue with the widows not getting enough food. Yep. But this is definitely, hey, it's one thing, like you said, to stand on the corner and to preach to these people. But you do not eat with them. You do not go in and enjoy table fellowship. That is way too close for comfort. And uh, so I love that you you started there. You talked about that. But it was really around their rules that they had created. And the reason that they created these rules actually seems like a pretty good idea. Right? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. we, we would do the same thing probably, you know, and... Well, and we have, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what your sermon brought out is that we, we it's and it's human nature. I mean, you kind of learn from things that you kind of go, whoa, we experienced this. I mean, obviously the the setup that you had is that you walked us through Israel's past. Mm -hmm. They didn't honor God. They didn't mm -hmm. keep themselves holy. So therefore, exile uh, was uh, was the punishment of that. And then you mm. you you kind of brought up that God brought them back into the land, and so the the idea of being a Pharisee kind of was born out of this idea of we don't want to ever go back there. So therefore, we're going to be holy, and by being holy, we're going to create rules. and And you really equated rule keeping comes from fear based uh, uh, type of fellowship, like. Mm. We don't want to break the rules, so let's create rules that will protect us from breaking the rules. <laughs> and one thing that you said that I jotted down here, you said extra rules just separated, separates us uh, and leads us away from our ability to be a priesthood. And fear paralyzes us from being a light. And you frame that with Israel, but then you also brought it to us. This idea of fear leads to extra rule keeping, which actually stops us from playing that vital role of priest. And kind of fear also paralyzes us from being a light. And so, so when you when you kind of kind of set yourself up for that, and you you're bringing in these big picture things, if someone listening to that was kind of like, okay, where does rule keeping fit in though? Uh, obviously we went through a period of time as a church where we right. kept rules. We're now at a time where we threw off the rules, but we haven't really picked anything back up. Right. Right. You know, what, what would be your, your take on how do we not repeat the same action? Well, I, I think I, it's interesting, right? Cause I, I'm pretty convinced that we're not going to like maybe in, you know, four or five generations we will, but the truth is we're so aware of how horrible it was that we're, we're too scared to go back to ever go. Like it's, yeah. I don't think it's possible. It's, it's not within us that those who, who made it through it, like we wouldn't let it happen. And so I think the fear is good, but I think to some extent it's, 
we're so fearful that if we get even close, it, it would people would just lose yeah. their minds. And <laughs> well, and then it produces all the qualifiers that right. you highlighted yeah. on, which is where everyone squirmed today. That's right. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, if you want to hear, okay, so what does it take to be an evangelist? Kendall's lesson today was one of those like, okay, this has all the earmarks of someone that is preaching like an evangelist. Yeah. So as you thought through the qualifiers, okay, uh, obviously I think you hit some of our favorites, but uh, but w- what led you through that line of thinking? Like you are obviously moved to start talking about all the qualifiers we used. Yeah, so I was on vacation this last weekend, and that's why I wasn't here last week. And and I was sitting, I was talking, I talked to my parents, and in the, in our conversation that in the church they were at, they were talking about all these qualifiers that they were hearing. And then I was talking with one of my friends who helps lead a church, you know, around there, and and he was talking about all these qualifiers he was hearing. And I was like, this is like, and then I was talking about all the things I'm hearing. It's just it was funny how the we were. It was just all the conversation was over four days was just how we feel stuck to help move people because of all these extra qualifiers and we spend hours in meetings and I, and just, so it wasn't like I thought of anything. I'm just like, Oh, I just took what you said. I took what this person said. I just, you know, I just said what other people were already telling me. Yeah, that's really good. I think, I mean, you're right. You're, you're spot on. You're right. We spend so much time. Oftentimes I like to say, we're trying to say what we're not saying that we don't say what we're saying. Right. When I'm not saying that when I'm not saying this, what are you saying? Well, we don't really want to say what we need to say, which is what the Bible says. So we want to say all the things that it doesn't mean or what we're not trying to say. And you're right. That is so driven by fear. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting point, Bill, mentioned that fear paralyzes us. And we really think, I love how you flipped this. And you said, fear paralyzes you always. Fear paralyzes you even from obeying God. So we talk about the fundamental things of discipleship talk about the fundamental things of, of, of evangelism or sharing our faith. We can read through the book of Acts, right? Mm-hmm. You can't help but see the, the, the spread of the gospel in some ways that are just unplanned, totally authentic, powerful, organic. You see incredible things happen. And yet, we can almost have a fear that, oh, wow, well, that's, that's going to take us down. And so we, we, we have in place all of these qualifiers. We have in place all of these fears, all of these angst, and they keep us from obeying, as you said today, even the things that if we admit it, we know we want it. We want those yep. good things. Um, so I thought you could maybe share a little bit more about that. Was there anything you felt like you wish you had said this today or you kind of maybe you want to say again? So Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on the head on the head, right? I feel like there's, I feel like in my life, there's so many things that I want, but I'm so scared of it going too far or what that'll expose in my life that, that I, that I avoid it. And, you know, I, I don't do anything. And, um, you know, I, I think about evangelism, you know, cause this is an evangelism passage. And, you know, I remember in college, I, I desperately wanted a, a friend, like a real right. friend and, and a best friend. And, but I was just so paralyzed of, you know, if I help someone become a Christian, if they leave or if they don't like it and I'm going to be hurt and hmm. that for a long time, I just, I didn't make that best friend. And it really took me, you know, acknowledging the fear of what's going to happen if I'm hurt to be able to move past it. And, and, uh, it's really, I mean, what's cool is I, I was able to meet my now brother-in-law who became my best friend and then married my sister. That's and, awesome. but it, I was, you know, I was scared 
to engage emotionally with him and it paralyzed me for so long and i think we do that i think i do that all the time i'm sure i'm not the only one that oh yeah of course well i was gonna i was gonna jump in you know you as you started to kind of bring this uh lesson in for landing uh you kind of hit upon the kind of the idea that peter ends with who am I to stand in the way of God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I have in my notes that that's where the qualifiers, like if we were to say, how would I ever be able to stand in the way of God? The qualifiers, the giving in to fear, that's the thing that hinders. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that stops right. what that's God's like, what God wants to accomplish from happening. And I think, you know, like everything we do, when you expose light on something, you know, like today, I really felt like you kind of shined a light on something that we have to repent of. You know, these extra qualifiers that stop us from really saying anything and changing anything um, and engaging and obeying uh, as uh, as you as you kind of finished. And one of the questions you said uh, at, towards the end, what would it look like or what would happen if we took away the qualifiers? You know, if we if we instead of. Half the body being paralyzed yeah. uh, from a shot to the temple. What if we actually started functioning both ways again? Um, and I thought it, I thought it was great that uh, that instead of answering that question, you gave us a great story. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I I think as you kind of shared that story, one, uh, I think you're a freak, and you probably should <laughs> not plan anything for Halloween because uh, that did sound like. I'm not sure that was very Christian of you. That was very it. disturbing. Yeah, very disturbing. If you don't know, you got to listen to the sermon. <laughs> you got to listen to the sermon. But Kendall planned a, a haunted house that, well, let's just say. That made grown men cry. Made grown men cry. That's, uh, but that's the only reason to do a haunted house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget forget the encouragement of the children. We just want grown men in fetal positions. Uh, but, but, but you're right, Bill. What a great point. I love that in... That you shared the story about this girl that made it through the haunted house. And the way she made it by was simply labeling her fear. And um, and that was really excellent. I think I thought it was the appropriate challenge for all of us. What is it that you fear? Whatever it is, label it, call it name out. Name it. Yep, name mm-hmm. it. So um, but um, but what a great story, you know. It's, yeah. it, it was it was a perfect ending. Anyway, I, I, we'd love to give you the last word. Just anything else on the on the on fear itself, uh, but even just on your sermon. So yeah, no, that's great. I mean, she ruined our haunted house. If that makes if that helps anyone, we Absolutely. had to close down the haunted house because of her. And uh, but I, the reason I couldn't an- I can't answer that question. Like, what will happen? I don't know. I think that. I mean, part of that's scary, right? But when the spirit moves, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm, we don't yeah. know, you know, we'll, we're always going to have issues, but we'll have different issues. And right. And uh, I think that's that's part of it, right? Is what will happen? I don't know, but I, I want to see. I, I want to see what God's going to do. And mm. I, I want to see the way he's going to use us when we stop, you know, keeping him from using us. And Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the thing that everyone takes away because just uh, the way you finished it out, you know, because that is kind of the unanswerable question, right? But at least we have something tangible. She started naming. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you kind right. of used, used me as an example. Bill, you're doing a great job as a clown and going through and naming who what who was really doing what. And all of a sudden, the things that were causing grown men to cry 
became human again. And when yep. they become human and they have a name, they become less scary. That's right. Yep. And and so all of a sudden she's walking through something that had shut her down just previously. And you know, again, I think the the answer to the question was uh was the fact that, well, if I start naming my fears, yeah, yep. I could start walking through things that have shut me down. For sure. And so, bro fantastic masterful job yep of use, using that as an end to your sermon yeah very well done very well done and and i, I want to thank you for a great message it was very very challenging message one that our congregation needed to hear one honestly in many respects that you, someone in your age your stage of life you needed to be able to say it yeah and i'm glad god put it on your heart to say it i think it's one not just for your generation it's for my generation it's for the the generation ahead of me, mm. it's for all generations. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> but I pray that everyone was moved. And again, hopefully you listened to the sermon. And thank you for joining us today. Kendall, thank you for being with us. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, great job, Any brother, last man. words from you, Kendall? No, thank you so much. This is great to be on. And- Sounds good. Well, I'm Vince. And I'm Bill. And this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Good day. Good day.